0: do
1: it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to FestiCast. Uh, my name is Noe. I'm here with Dana and Ever After, or Chris from Ever After, really. Um, how are you today? Hi,
0: guys. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of
1: course. Do you want to let us know kind of about what your what your music is?
0: and? Sure, be happy to. Um, <laughs> like you said, we are Ever After, and we're an EDM progressive house future base kind of duo um based out of fort worth texas and um we do we love edm and we've been t- together working on it for uh, our project ever after for the past couple of years um yeah we've been playing shows in the southwest uh texas of course and i um, doing some stuff in oklahoma and um
1: that was awesome. What yeah. parts of Oklahoma, that's where I'm from. Really? Yeah. Uh, we did our,
0: You know what? I, I can't even remember the specific city that we were in, but it was, I believe, close to uh, Norman up there.
1: Norman, yeah, that's my neck of the woods. So. Yeah,
0: but so you'll have to double check me on that. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not really far from here. It's about three hours. It's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of a lot of good music over there too. That's kind of where In I started. Oklahoma, surprisingly. <laughs>
2: what? <Okay. laughs> Oklahoma's not all that country and backwoodsy as everyone may think. No, I'm just upset because of that speeding ticket I got the one time.
1: <laughs> that's fair.
2: <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you met your, your, your duo, how you guys met, did y'all, was it like, just, you saw each other at a concert and you were just like, <laughs> dude, eyes. let's make music
0: together. Hey man, I like your style. <laughs> yeah. <kind> of
2: <laughs> you know, Everything was slow-mo the
1: minute you looked at each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just knew. It was, uh, it's actually kind of, uh, I, I don't think it's an uncommon story, but we both had an online type of presence to where I was producing music on my own and putting it out there um on various social media and like music hosting services and Tracy was doing the same thing on his end. Tracy, um for the longest time went by the alias Bright Cell Bright Cell. Okay. Um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So he he has been working in the D F W kind of south east, southwest regions for uh, a good number of years and actually um I happened to find his music and found that he was pretty well, you know, he had some good relationships here in Texas and he had reached out to me before, um, with a message to just saying, Hey, what's up? Like your music, you know, and I always kind of remembered that. So I had, I had heard something that he had posted and I ended up reaching out to him and said, Hey, you know, did you want to work together potentially on a collaboration or anything like that without even meeting him? And Mm -hmm. he responded back and, um, we ended up linking up after that in person and just just a really good natural type of fit where our personalities worked and – He's a very... Tracy's a very passionate and motivated person, um, and I could really identify with that. So when you have another person that's working as hard, if not harder than you are, it makes it a really easy fit because yeah. you're going for the same thing. So yeah. that's kind of how we met.
2: That's awesome. That's I like that. Neat. Yeah. So- I was really hoping for, like, you know, like, you just have, like, this glowing, vibrational <laughs> aura around you that you just were like, dude, we can, we're going to make good music together. But I like your... I like the truth. Yeah, the truth is good. The truth. So what was, like, your first I guess name that you went by
0: wow so my first name I I was kind of silly with things at the beginning (laughs) um I I never really put my name on anything just because I was I didn't want people to hear it until it was ready I I always want it to be perfect but um my last name is hot h-a-u-g-h-t uh-huh so a lot of my individual music is under just that last name okay so yeah
1: was the music pretty hot
0: it was pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what a lot of people would tell me. You know, but we like Ever After a lot better. Yeah, for sure.
1: You didn't want to do like a mixed name with both y'all's.
0: We had we had kind of tossed the idea around just because Bright Cell he had spent so much time kind of developing that brand and yeah. the image and people knew him fr- as Bright Cell so mm-hmm. for him to kind of I remember the day he decided to like just chunk the name and say hey I'm going all in on Ever After and I was like okay well we're, yeah. we're all in now so and you guys
1: are happily ever after we're, ha-
0: right? we're living happily ever after Yeah, right now,
1: yeah. I love it <laughs> I like it so much um, so have you or like if you had to put like together your ideal like kind of festival sort of thing how would you mm-hmm. how would you want to piece that together
0: my ideal festival is that what you're asking yeah like if
1: you had to get to create one yourself <sighs>
0: You know, that's a question I've never actually thought about. Yeah, um, probably like one of the one of my favorite shows we did was actually a small show in Victoria, Texas, and we maybe had a hundred, hundred fifty people there. But um, the venue was great. It was indoors, um, dark room, really good central like stage setup a real enthusiastic crowd Mm -hmm. made it made it awesome and just a really good like live sound system with some with some lights going on and just no real frills yeah but just the the people that were there were excited to see you know some artists that played edm throw down and like to me if you can organize a festival in a lot of different ways but i think the biggest thing is just making sure the community knows about it they're able to access it, that it's, you know, not priced way out of their budget or, or somewhere super remote to where they can't get to it. <laughs> but if if you have the right, you know, the mix of crowd there, like that makes a show just amazing for both the performer and for the the people that go. So Man. that's kind of... Without getting too specific, I think it's all about the crowd and who's there. Yeah. It makes the show amazing.
2: Absolutely. I like yeah. that. Awesome. Do you prefer, like, would you want to do, like, large shows or would you do, like, smaller shows with a smaller group of people but they're, More like, intimate. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the thing. It's, like, large <laughs> shows. There's, like, this certain... You know, I, I personally haven't played a whole lot of large shows. Tracy's more of the he's the guy that supported some of the larger DJs like Audien and some some folks like that. So he's seen bigger crowds. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's obviously a feeling that you get when you see a sea of people, but then there's also a feeling you get when you're in a room that's packed out with a hundred people that are just yeah. jumping and, 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 and Shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. We're all
2: sweating together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They know the lyrics. They're excited to be there. Like, that's an amazing feeling. So I I would probably say, I mean, obviously, like, one of our long-term goals is to play, you know, like an EDC or something down the road as we get, as we continue to work on our craft and we get bigger. But Uh I think, like, for now, my favorite shows have been the small ones where you have a real engaged like audience. that's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Last night I went to RBG. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that in deep Ellen super small venue I loved it it was probably up there like on my list of shows that I've ever went to like considering big shows and stuff because you everybody was there for the same reason and everyone was just dancing you know kind of leaning on each other having fun headbanging and getting Mm -hmm. sweaty and it was awesome were people dressed up? no oh Um, I knew that that's kind of a show that people weren't really going to dress up I was like I'm going to put like a tiny little glitter on that's it But, uh, there was no, there was no rail, which I was kind of bummed at because it's kind of fun to like brace yourself Uh (laughs) on a rail. But, and then the drawback of that is I guess somebody accidentally pulled the power during Luca Lush's set (gasps) and everything went down. He's like, Oh, I was about to play a real banger, but the sound went off. (laughs) I was like, but then he started, you know, doing like playing like songs with his mouth and he's like oh you don't need you don't need music. Just beatboxing? like yeah. With- yeah. It was really fun and everyone's just joining in and having fun and I don't know. It was really it was it was really exciting to see that. Have you ever had like some kind of crazy thing where you had to kind of recoup and
0: It's funny we had a we had a show <laughs> where the artist right before us uh-huh. right before we went on, the power for the place just went out. And mm. it just it, it was about halfway through a set and you could just tell like it just took the wind out of them and the crowd like you could tell it took the wind out of the crowd as well but yeah fortunately to us um at least from the beginning of ever after to where we're at now nothing major cross my fingers knock on wood yeah nothing crazy has happened to us we 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 prepare pretty well and we have backups and you know there are things that we at least on our our end we try to take care of but of course you can't help anything when the power goes yeah. out so but knock on wood we haven't had that happen to us and we won't have it happen to us mm-hmm. in the future so
1: yeah. yeah i think the best thing to do in a situation like that is to be kind of quick-witted and keep in high spirits you know yeah
0: like how that artist handled that yeah. particular situation like that's that's a pro uh, right there like, there's a couple keep the crowd people into it.
1: that walked out it probably discouraged him a little bit but you know what he still hyped us up got mm-hmm. us excited mm-hmm. and you know it was it was it was really cool to see uh, do you guys have like any go-to things that you do to try to hype up the crowd do you dance around?
0: Well, for so we typically will start our sets off with something pretty energy-heavy. So if it's a... We we mainly deal with a lot of melodic music. That's part of why our name is like Ever Afters, because we take a lot of inspiration from trance, um, a lot of progressive house. That's a lot of our backgrounds, Tracy and mine combined, but um, we love love to start off a show with a great bass house track, or um, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's a... If it's even a future-based type hip hop type song to really get people kind of awake and alert and like, hey, you know, we, we're in for something different. We're in for something, you know, that's going to be pretty heavy. We we like to use a lot of different. Varieties of, like, BPM, so we'll start off a show at 150 BPM. We don't have a problem with that, mm-hmm. and we'll, you know, bring it down gradually if we need to, but we definitely try to make a real—that's kind of one of our go-tos, is we'll make a real big impact at the very beginning yeah. of the show and, uh-huh. and try to keep that momentum throughout. So,
1: so one thing I found that's myself awesome. kind of wondering last night, too, is that it seems like— they kind of play to where you're gonna dance your butt off, and then they're gonna give you a break, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna dance. Is that like a kind of like a code that you guys work with?
0: And yeah, I like <laughs> even like we need a break too up there. You know, like we're you know if we're doing our jobs right, we're we're up there jumping and getting the crowd involved as much as we can. But um, yeah. I think like if you. If you break apart like even a song, like a three-minute song, um, the whole the whole song typically from start to finish isn't just blistering fast. There's there's points in a song that take you through a journey, mm-hmm. and the same thing we we plan in our sets uh, and we when we make decisions on the fly, we take that into consideration. We we want to take the listener whether it's on just a record that they're listening to in the car or at a show, like we want to take them through a journey mm-hmm. um, and. There are, you know, dynamic range of volume and, and progressions of chords help accomplish that. So it makes it interesting and and keeps you wondering what's around the next turn. So that's kind of our philosophy with that
2: super good. cool yeah. very much right that's awesome that's super cool at least
0: that's how we i think about it yeah
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely so i can i have a couple of questions but i want to take you back to like the dawn of time mm-hmm. here <laughs> what what inspired you to really get into this particular
0: type of music that's a good question and i don't get asked that question that much um it's funny my background i i've played music my whole life i began taking piano lessons in Denton, actually, or yeah, in Denton. Um, so I took piano for a long time. Um, I played, uh, in, I played piano and sang in our, in our high school choir. Uh, I accompanied a lot of our soloists that, you know, performed vocals. And then, uh, I played in a couple of different bands, but mainly our praise and worship band at church. Mm -hmm. Um, which is how I was raised and praise and worship music s- s- interestingly enough is pretty structurally similar to EDM music there's these like the the thing about EDM that I love is just It can be so complex but yet so simple at the same time, and some chords and the way things are arranged and the beat can be so powerful, and you don't have to do a lot of – I mean, there's not a whole lot of technical – there's a lot of technical ability involved from the producing side, but from a songwriting standpoint, it's pretty straightforward. A lot of times it's four, five, six chords and a great vocal or a great song idea, so – My praise and worship was always something that I did when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. and that kind of carried over into EDMs, very similar, and it's music that I really resonate with, so that's where I got into that. I just love, I love a sustained seventh chord and I love a drop. Like I love a great drop. <laughs> and I love, I love uh, a kick drum that just can shake your bones. And like, there's not a lot of other genres of music that have the same kind of impact. So that's why for me, it's a lot different. You can
2: mm-hmm. feel it in your bones. You can feel EDM, mm, yeah. Whereas
0: sometimes other music genres, you, you, it hits more of your head or it hits more of your heart, but, like, yeah. EDM, like, if it's done right and, it, and you feel a connection with it, you feel it like it's unlike any other feeling mm-hmm. music-wise, in my opinion.
2: We discussed that on a previous episode. Like, you know, some of those festivals you go to, not only can you feel, like, the music obviously resonating inside your body, but also, like... It's all the bright lights, mm-hmm. and it's like the the entire experience. It's a complete sensory overload. It can be right? very yeah. spiritual for yeah. a lot of people too. It, yeah, a lot of people do describe it that way, mm-hmm. and I think that is just absolutely fascinating. So, so it, it, how do you? I don't know. I guess characterize this this genre, the genre that you and and your partner like produce, mm-hmm. versus like what makes it unique.
0: What makes our well, that's a great question because there we do we do a lot of things similarly Uh, and a lot of our podcasts will have music that we feel we identify with. That's, you know, obviously being produced by other great artists right now, but we, I would say our music specifically, it's, it's very melodic in the sense that my background has to do with songwriting and chord progressions and um, how to write a song and, that captures somebody from, like I said earlier, beginning to end, and it takes you through a journey. So, you know, that that s- separates us, I think, from a lot of a lot of the repetitive stuff that you'll hear mm-hmm. um, in the genre. Um, we like to go fast with our music. Um, we, don't, we don't shy away from the 150, 160 BPM range. Like, we don't have to, we don't go right down the middle and 128, but, you know, we'll, we'll be up and down, whatever we feel like, whatever we're feeling that night really comes down to it and a lot of the stuff that we produce we start with a piano like we'll just start with a simple piano and we'll write out a track from start to finish and then we'll we'll fill it in with some other great parts and we'll we'll add a vocal to it we'll work around it and that's kind of we don't start with you know a beat that's been you know used by 15 other artists like we we genuinely like to write everything that we do on our own, so I think that's kind of what separates us from a lot of the upcoming acts that you, you find. Mm-hmm. Almost,
2: almost refer to that as like a, <laughs> like a grassroots beginning for some yeah. of your stuff. That's really cool. It is. And it's yeah. it's, it's <laughs>
0: from an interesting, like, it's from a place like a lot of EDM artists maybe haven't done Praise and Worship Band, or they haven't played in a rock and roll band, or anything yeah. like that. So you, when you have different perspectives, that can kind of infiltrate its way into your music a little bit. So
2: Do you think that, like, that organic inception, like, actually carries? through to the end product. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And getting from conception of idea to the end product, that's a there's a whole lot of steps that are involved in that, as you well know. But I think that, you know, maintaining that originality and that wanting to be unique, I think that preserves itself for sure from the beginning to the end. We don't want to sound like everybody else. And I think, like, our... Influences are able to come through in our music. So mm-hmm. we get told pretty regularly that our style is a little bit different from what they've heard. And you can hear that in kind of some of our remixes that we do and some of our originals as well. So,
1: yeah. And you have an EP, I believe, coming out into this next month, right?
0: Well, we have. We are working on E P right now. Um it's in production. Um we've got a few songs that we feel really strongly about. Um that would sound good as a cohesive unit. So we're aiming towards the end of the year to have that released. Oh, I'm we've here. got I'm Yeah, no, you're good. We've got what um I think you're talking about is we have we have a new single that's out the beginning of September. That's it. Um and that's gonna be released on Grey Goo, uh, Grey Goo Records. Um we have a another release that's due out the end of September, which is another single release, and that's going to be a future base type of feel, which is a little bit different for us. Yeah. Um, but we really we really like that genre. Just kind of it's our own take on it. It's not yeah. just you know straight future base. Um, so it's going to be out the end of September. That's going to be through Shift Axis Records. So awesome. both of those will be available. And when they come out on digital, mm-hmm. you know, all digital media platforms that you want to get it on. So, Sweet. yeah,
1: that's really cool. So is it um, whenever your album releases, their uh, EP releases at the end of the year, mm-hmm. is it all going to be like the same type? Or are you going to have like a bunch of different
0: styles? Uh- that's that's a that's – a, I mean, it's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be different because – and we've been told, like we've – been, we've been advised against doing this by some people. We've been told, hey, you need to figure out what it is you want to do and just stick with it. And, I, you know, there's wisdom in that because, you know, if you think of Flume, you think of Future Bass, right? And if you think of, say, Tiesto, you know you're going to get a pretty straightforward 128, you know, club progressive, you know – type of feel so we don't want to paint ourselves into a box like that though we don't want people to say what's ever after and they just say oh it's progressive house or it's future based we kind of want to be known for a little bit being able to bend the genres a little bit and being able to make kind of our own style. So it's going to be different. It's going to have a bunch of different kind of genres melded into kind of our own thing. So that's our, eventually our goal. But we hope to have some really, like, some good vocals. Um, a couple of those vocals are going to be some upcoming artists in the area, which we're excited oh, about working really cool. with. We, we're working with a couple of people that are outside the area, too. So
1: yeah.
0: we're going to be... We're, we're kind of in the... We're still in the production stage of a few of those tracks, but um, we should have... A, a lot more. September's going to be a busy month for us. I'll say that we've got two shows and then, that we've got that we know about, and then we're going to be hitting those vocals hot and heavy in September. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
2: that's super awesome. Now you want to give us like a like a teaser? Like tell us some of the names of uh, some of the, uh, the others that you're working with?
0: Um, or are you not allowed to do that secret.
2: yet? It's, it's a secret. It's a
0: secret. Well, I will say that I, <laughs> it is top secret. Um, oh, okay. I, we do want to because a couple of them, you know. I will say this. We've worked with one of one of these vocalists before, and we have a pretty good relationship with her. I would say pretty good. We have a great relationship with her, and we're excited about um, the vision she brought to this track. And uh, we feel... Her name's Summer. Okay. Um, and she she's actually is from this area. She's actually over in, in Amarillo right now, but she uh, is going to be doing a track for us we're pretty excited about. So that's Very all i will say cool. for now. Ooh. That's
2: fair. That's, that's totally fair. fair. Okay. We're getting a get. exclusive information here. Mm-hmm yeah okay well um i have a question since you grew up kind of here in this in this area how has the denton music community kind of
0: influenced you um man yeah i i spent from age 10 really all the way to through college in denton so it's been a real big influence on my life i I mean some of the instructors that i've had are from the denton area um bands of people that I've played with are, have been from the Denton area. So I think Denton is as much as part of my, my influence as anything else is just Denton and the culture and the freedom to express yourself in this city and not be really like, you know, you can play. I mean, that's the thing about Denton. You can play uh, a show. You can play as you can play an open mic and y- 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 there's an acceptance from the community of your your background and what you're bringing to the table that it's it's kind of hard to replicate in some of these other cities that I've been in and that maybe some larger venues and there's just a really accepting type of uh, feel here. You can you can ex- what I'm saying is you can explore your music, you can explore yourself as an artist. You can mess up and not be, you know, ridiculed out of the out of the venue or wherever you're playing, mm-hmm. and that really helps. As when you're trying to incubate or when you're trying to develop your music, mm-hmm. that that kind of uh, environment that Denton provides is helpful. I think for a lot of artists, that's why you you see a lot of great artists come out of Denton, just because we are known for our music. We take pride in it. So mm-hmm.
2: it's such a, it's such a supportive community of, mm-hmm. of music lovers and all kinds of genres and all kinds of, you know, like yeah it, anywhere you can find live music, like anytime, Absolutely. any day of the week. And it's just, so it's, it's nice. So yeah. I was just curious if that had influenced you at all.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. Um, I, I have a funny question that I want to ask you. Okay. Uh, just, just the one. This is the one. I'm only going to ask one. <laughs> yeah. If your music was actually a food, what food would it be, Ooh. and why? If your
0: mm. Music was a, food. Is a delicious question. It has, to, it can't be a meal. It has to be a, an individual food. It can right? be a
2: meal. It can be a I feel like that's okay. Yeah.
0: This is a tricky question. That is a good question. I like it though. Um, yeah what's the ice cream that has chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry? What's that Neapolitan? called? Neapolitan? Yeah. We're like a Neapolitan ice cream. Okay. I Being like awesome. that. It's if you versatile. you like it. Delicious. Yeah. If you're into maybe just the chocolate, you just want like a little vanilla with it, and maybe no strawberry, we've probably got something for you. And <laughs> if you like all three, we definitely, you can take a big scoop across the yeah. container and you'll find what you're looking for. So
2: That's an excellent answer. I do that was, like that. that. I applaud you. Mm. That was a challenging yeah. one mm-hmm. and I thought that was really good. Um <laughs> what do you see in ever asked uh, ever afters future uh where do you see your music going from here
0: we um uh, we have obviously some short-term goals that we're trying to hit we've been really excited about 2017 this far and um i mean it's been amazing just the support we've received from our local community um with with fans that we've 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 gained just around around the world, even like it's crazy to see that our music is is being listened to and appreciated by a lot of, of folks out there. And uh, I think our long term goals are um, we've got some that you know there some of them are top secret, right? Because I don't want to <laughs> yeah. jinx anything. But um, that's fair. We, we definitely want to do. We want, We want to. We're still learning. We're still getting better at our craft. I think, like many musicians and many producers, um, we're continuing to evolve and get better. Um, we definitely try to not just be artists, but we try to be mix engineers and we try to be a mastering engineer and we try to be a promotion team and we try to be a marketing team and mm-hmm. we try to work jobs that can also help with the bills. So, um, mm-hmm. just like a lot of artists out there do. So, I think it's a matter of finding that that balance and I think we're getting better at finding that balance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're uh, it, have you heard the saying before it takes 10,000 hours to get great at something or to become a, an expert at something I think we're getting pretty close to those 10,000 hours I think, we're, I think we're approaching with all the time that we've put in we're getting pretty close so mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about 2018 obviously the rest of this year but 2018 and kind of Um, where the, the level of our music can get to, I think it'll be a really exciting time. That's
2: awesome. sounds like y'all are really putting a lot of effort into being well rounded and versatile and willing to, to kind of organically grow to what, you know, what suits uh, yourself as, as like, you know, as a team, but also what the music community is feeding on, Mm -hmm. what they want, what they want to hear more of, what they like, what they're responding to. And that's, that's exactly what you need to really make it in this, in this industry, which is awesome. So, um, I, I'm just also curious, like what, what musicians have inspired you?
0: That's a, that's awesome because I was thinking about this the other day, um, just from an inspiration standpoint, um, a big one for me, and this goes back to to high school. Um, and this is a praise and worship band, but DC talk was a huge uh, inspiration to me and some of the melodies and, and vocal constructs that they did in some of their songs, it's just, it still sticks with me. And, and, um, recently, um, I mean, from an EDM standpoint, for sure, um, you know, Tiesto's a big influence on, I know Tracy and I, um, really a pioneer of bringing it mainstream. Armin Van Buren, of course, is another big name that we've, you know, for me, that was somebody that I studied pretty religiously getting going. Um, lately we really love like, Millennium and what he's doing with a lot of his melodies, and um, this is going to be—I'm going to regret saying this—but Coldplay is a big one for me. Oh,
1: I love Coldplay.
0: Um, a lot of people, <laughs> uh, I know, yeah. but I get a lot of flack for that.
1: So well, I, you shouldn't. I, I shouldn't.
0: But um, from a songwriting standpoint, instrumentals, mm-hmm. um, obviously the piano is such a big part of what they do, and that's that's it's yeah. a big part of what I do. So, um, they're a pretty big one. And then I was, a like a early two thousands kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, like on a, I don't want to bring the room down, but like Lincoln park, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Chester's recent passing, that was a, a pretty big blow to me because that band was something that like I spent a good two, three years, just they're the, the thing I listened to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of other bands kind of in that, that genre. So with the, I guess the post grunge kind of movement with rap rock and other things. That was a really big, like development side of things for me. But you know, I was 15 and, in high school so I'm not too atypical with that but yeah but you already
2: started like tuning into the things that you liked and that other people liked about that <laughs> music <laughs> pretty much even though yeah. maybe some of it is is coo-pooed on now yeah uh, <laughs> I know how you feel I'm really sad about what happened with Linkin Park and um, I had tickets to go see them this month
0: oh it's gut punch
2: and I was so heartbroken that
0: hurt so. yeah I, I remember where I was when I saw the, the news like and it was it, that's something I think I because he was such a very big influence yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so Yeah. Well,
2: and that's another thing that's that sense of community. Like, Mm -hmm. we feel the loss. Like, across the genre it's divide, divide. It's you know? someone, it was our friend, yeah. you know, it, it hurt <laughs> yeah. well, because it's such, it's such an emotional connection with the mm-hmm. music and, and the feelings that you are, that it's a very evocative, right? It's yeah. an evocative medium. So thinking about how, um, some of those, you know, people have influenced other people, it kind of leaves like a musical legacy because yeah. it, it's an influence too. But so that, that kind of, you know, ripple of pain kind of mm-hmm. spreads out over, over the whole community. And I think that's yeah. an interesting thing to talk about here. Here, mm-hmm. uh, is the meaningful you know kind of influences that we have and that creates the music that we have today yeah so very cool is there um a- anything so, else so I'm curious mm. so the year
1: is 2030 okay where is Ever After where are they playing ooh hmm
0: <laughs> Eight, two, Man, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Tomorrowland, <'cause>,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, Tomorrowland. Yeah, 2030
0: is what—12 years from now, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Not too far. Man, I
0: wonder. You know what? A bigger question, uh, on top of your question, is where will what's going to be? What are people going to be listening to then? You know, like in yeah. 12 years, that's going to be it's going to be really interesting. Hopefully, whatever we do, it's going to we're staying true to ourselves. And if the if the music changes or if um, you know people's tastes change, we We evolve. I mean, we've evolved already in two years that we've been together. We'll continue to evolve, but um, I think, you know, from a twelve-year standpoint, from a long-term goal standpoint, um, we'd like to be squarely um, an option, an accessible option for people that want to enjoy the the kind of music that we produce, and we want to have music out by that point where we feel really confident about. Um, what we, we know who we are as artists and know what we're bringing to the table and our, our audience can know what to expect from us and mm-hmm. yeah but 12 years man that's gonna be interesting <laughs> to see because no, just really? even uh, we're gonna
2: uh, save this episode for you yeah we 12 should 12 time capsule <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna capsule. be well I say we we're gonna we're gonna not be hip anymore but <laughs> that's <laughs> right whoever is hip at the time will probably be listening to like a remix like cat meowing like <laughs> okay. I don't know yeah that's, that's gonna be my guess all right was that was that an option to like guess? What we're gonna be listening to? Maybe, yeah. (laughs) I really, I really want to challenge a DJ to like remix um, the sound of like dial-up internet. Okay, yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like. That would be like, oh, that's such a retro sound. You know, there's yeah.
0: a, there's a song I think that starts with that sample of a, a dial-up modem. I can't remember offhand what it is, but yes, that oh, would be cool if we work it through.
2: Yeah, I just I just want that to be a challenge. I don't know. I'm
1: wondering if somehow we're going to make full circle and then go back to like old
2: school. It's going to be big band yeah. era again.
0: We're trumpets and trombones. And
2: I love it. Hey, in the 20s, I'm 100% yeah. supportive of like electro jazz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, or yeah, that's...
0: Well, hey, Bruno Mars is on a pop note. He's throwing it back to, mm-hmm. you know, come some old school stuff.
1: Okay, so if you had to choose one person or one artist, group, whoever, to do a back-to-back set... Ooh. Who would that be?
0: Uh, Tracy may kill me for this one I don't know Tracy's answer I'll tell you right now Tracy's answer would be different than mine for sure Um, so you know what his answer would be I don't know what it would be but I know it wouldn't be mine (laughs) him and I have a uh, yeah I'm trying to think a back to back set that'd be cool you know, Tracy actually did a back-to-back set with one of my kind of my favorite artists, audience, um, and I didn't get to do that show with him. We weren't together at the time that he performed that show. That was a pretty. I was pretty jealous. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, that would have been like, fun. I was like, man, that's cool. Did you get to meet him? Like, did he give you <laughs> sweet tips? I'm like, yeah. was like, no, man. Like, we just, you know, we said hey and, and shook hands, and that was it. Uh-huh. And, but no, that would that would be really cool. But I think, um, man, right now.
1: It's a trick question because I would want to pick all of them.
0: You know what? I'm going to say this, and like I said, Tracy's going to kill me. I would say um, marshmallow.
1: Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And I'm I I I've come around to more of like again. This answer isn't going to be a hit with everybody, but some of the stuff he does uh, with his music, it really w- works well with ours. And I think it'd be a really good back-to-back, like, high-energy type of show where mm-hmm. people people would be ready to go take a nap afterwards because they were so, like, worn out <laughs> from dancing so much. So yeah,
1: I've heard a lot that he plays—I missed him at EDC—but I've heard that he plays, like, a lot of throwback yes. tunes.
0: Yes. Very good life set. Yeah. yeah. I heard
1: it's absolutely fun. Like, you just get to hear stuff from, like, the 90s, and it brings you back, and you're like, oh, Yeah. Okay. Great festival
0: music, which yeah. is, you know, if I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the ideal spot, like, we're playing it back-to-back yeah. on EDC main stage or something like that somewhere one day. Like, that would be a pretty cool.
1: So, would you get your own version of what Dana likes to call a bucket on your head if you played with Marshmallow? No
0: buckets. No buckets. No buckets. No buckets. <laughs> like, those I, I, and I was telling Dana this earlier. I get the appeal. I like. I get the like. Like Dead Mouse's mouse head is yeah. so iconic, and it, it does. Ev- it does everything. It is his brand, and that's amazing. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think Ever After is ever going to have a bucket on their heads for sure. But, not even uh, with the back to no, back set. No, <laughs> not even. Maybe have, maybe for one song. But I have
2: a suggestion. If the bucket is not for you, I'm thinking like an extra large takeout box, oh. like complete with the handle. <laughs> It's going to become a thing. I'm going to design my own line of, like, a D- DJ headwear. I need you to have your own segment from now on in the
1: show <laughs> of Dana's quirky fashion bits. <laughs> and you get to design, you know, the goldfish bucket and then the the
2: takeout bucket. Yeah. A- except for this is intellectual property. I really want $5. Uh, or I was
0: that say, idea. You need to be careful about sharing this worldwide for free. Yeah. You need to,
2: Maybe you know. we can get them on our show and then they can, you know, have the takeout. Yeah. Well, these are bucket. date stamps. So if we see some big date DJ like coming up later on and he has like a takeout box on his head, I'm going to be like, dude, no, that was mine. You at least have to come talk about $5. it. $5. <laughs> yeah. Or, or an interview. $5, yeah. Or an interview. That's fine too. $5 so. or an interview. <laughs> Feel like free it. to use that. You can have it for free. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> You can have it for free. <laughs> I like it. We have way too much fun on this show. So, speaking of fun things, can we play a game? Of course, I um, love games. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always up for the challenge. So, um...
0: What are you? I'm up for a game. I've heard about y'all's games. Okay. I've heard. They're renowned. They're Uh, renowned. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Episode four we we're already renowned. (laughs) The stakes (laughs) just got higher. I was warned, No idea. So, um, hey
2: listeners,
1: if you (laughs) have any suggestions for a game title for this game, I couldn't think of one. And this is probably the first time I couldn't really think of a name The no-name game. The no-name game.
2: Ooh. How's that? The
1: blah, blah, blah game. I don't know. So, <laughs> the idea of this game is your only tools are using EDM terms or artist names. Those okay. are the only things that you guys are allowed to fill in these
2: blanks with. I'm at a disadvantage. You t- you've you been on it here for four <laughs> episodes, you know.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. So, um... All right. Basically, it's kind of like an ad-lib thing, but you only can use artist names or, um, you know, EDM terms in in any way. Um, So all of these have two spots to fill in. Um, Anyways, so let's go for the first one. Uh, Listen, son, if you want to get involved with blank, I won't stop you. Just steer clear of blank. (laughs) Oof. <laughs> a little challenging. I'm sorry. It's gonna take a little bit of muscle. Do we
2: do we let him muscle. go first? Whoever whoever's got it. I'm gonna use literally all the EDM lingo I know in this <laughs> one challenge.
0: Um, I feel like I need a notepad.
2: You need a piece you, of paper? Uh, we <laughs> no, can totally set you up. Um look, son. Is oh wait, read it again for me and then stop at the blank. Listen, son. If you want to get involved with blank, with
1: candy, I will stop you, just steer clear of blank. The hi-hats. The hi-hats. Ooh. Okay.
0: little production term right in there.
1: All right. All right. I like it. So listen, son, if you want to get involved with candy,
2: I won't stop you, just steer clear of hi-hats. Yeah. Okay. Implying that candy is like... Maybe a drug term or
0: something. I don't okay. know. Implying that hi hats are dangerous?
2: Yes. Because they're like they're like a police force. A music police force. A drug police force. I don't know. Gotcha. But also gotcha. a symbol. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> also that.
1: All right, you have uh, a some some terms?
0: Yeah. Oh, for this particular sentence? Oof. I was thinking maybe I'll try the next one.
1: You gonna try the next one? I'm gonna one? try the next one. Sometimes when I make stew I like to sprinkle a little bit of blank and add blank.
0: (laughs) Ooh. Sometimes when I make stew, I like to sprinkle in.
1: (laughs) I didn't make it easy.
0: No, you didn't. It's kind
1: of a hard game this time.
0: I'm sorry. I'd probably say sprinkle in a little bit. Of harpsichord.
2: Oh, okay. And
0: add some sub bass.
2: Ooh. To really
0: bring out that harpsichord. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a stew. good stew. Yeah. Sounds
2: like a stew I would try. <laughs> you could tell
0: where my mind goes, right? Right to uh,
2: <laughs>
0: right to a component of a track. <laughs> There you go. So is that a sneak peek? No, no harpsichord. <laughs> no harpsichord.
2: Just, just That's go around.
0: So edgy, though. <laughs> We're going back to Mozart, man. We're of, like one harpsichord. <laughs> one harpsichord.
2: One of my good friends in my in my dark West Texas past uh, is is a famous um, harp player from. Um, oh gosh, what is it? What is that band? Um, Polyphonic Spree. Oh, I hey know. Yeah. Anyways, one of they my very, very good friends.
0: Nice.
2: I'm not sure if he still plays with them, but he was their harpist whenever they were on, like, Scrubs and, like, when they did all of that wow. stuff. Anyways, he's super cool. Ricky Rasura. I
0: have a segment on the Dark West past. So oh, man. Like...
2: Anyways, there's, no, it's devoid of culture out there. <laughs> but uh, he's he's pretty big, and he used to do some headbanging while playing the electric harp. Oh. It was I'm gonna freaking find, awesome. I'm going to
0: scour or look at YouTube for uh, some, <laughs> yeah. some footage on like that. Ricky Ristura.
2: Head b- head banging, heart yeah. playing. He's super badass. He's got, like, long hair, and he'd, like, plug in somewhere and then start playing, like, Tainted Love on the harp oh and just headbanging. Anyways. I'm so clumsy. I'd probably just hit myself. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time I met him, and I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know that those could be wired for, like, <laughs> like electric hard. Anyways, yeah. it was awesome. I like it. Harpsichord, sorry. Harpsichord, it's a totally different yeah. thing, mm-hmm. but I heard harp, so. <laughs> do um, you
1: have a, a little bit of something you don't want to sprinkle in and add something? Uh, yeah. I was going
2: to say uh, a little bit of base and add some glitter. There you go. Mm. That sounds that sounds like a but pretty that's good so, that's, Friday night. I feel like I could do better. I could do better. But okay. I, Do you have
1: one more? When, oh, I have a, I have a, two okay. more if you guys want right. to both
2: of them. Um I'm, I'm running out of terms.
1: As we get further down the road, Dana, you'll be able to learn a lot more yeah. terms as well. You can use artist names and stuff Oh, that's too. right. So, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Also, if you guys want to work together, you guys, you don't have to oh, do it I'll individually. Collaborate. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Oprah's book of the month is titled <laughs> Blank for Blank, A Story of Hope.
0: Blank for Blank, A Story of Hope?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Dude, um, I didn't make this game easy at all. This I'm is really so hard. Sorry. Can you can you collaborate on this too? Um, Give me sure. some insight. What is what is hopeful? All right, here? so we
1: have. Uh, Let's we'll see. So blank a blank, blank for blank, a story of hope. Okay, so if we try to use,
2: <gasps> you adapted this from Beauty for Ashes. No, no, okay, never
1: mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think it's a book. <laughs> oh. You know, you could add in, like, a couple of, like, really crazy artists.
0: I was trying to think of how to work an artist's name into that sentence, but every time I do, I feel like it's not a good in, answer.
1: You know, plur for <laughs> I don't know. I guess I should have answered these questions a little bit better in my head, Alice too. Alice
2: in Wonderland for Rez. A story That is a great story for Hope. For Hope. That
1: gives me a lot of hope mm, already. Yeah. Because they have, like, a mysterious collab coming up soon.
0: I heard about duh, that, duh, duh, yeah. Duh,
1: duh, duh, because she, quote, quote, messed up and put a picture on Twitter. <laughs> of a wave mile. Yeah. One of those
2: accidental Freudian I think clips. it
1: was, like, an accidental, accidental uh-huh. fake thing. I don't know. Either way, I'm excited. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like... What would be a disaster? Okay, so <laughs> uh, Oprah's book of the month is titled Borgor for Pleur. <laughs> Borgor for Pleur. <play. laughs> a story of all. That just sounds like a typo. Borgor is very. Um, <laughs> I think his newest music video is hosted on Pornhub. <laughs> oh my,
2: there
1: we go. He's very edgy out there. Boundary pusher has, okay. has some good music, but lots know. of boobs. Yeah, he's very very party guy, <laughs> I, I guess. Boobs. All right, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any?
0: I was put? trying to find a way to like work in Dead Mouse and his, you know, how Dead Mouse can be a little bit uh, opinionated at times and opinionated of other people's opinions. Yeah, we had on, a game um, about that on <laughs> social media. I would say, uh, <laughs> if we could work that in, but I was trying. I don't think I've, I don't think I was successful.
1: Ooh. Dead mouse for president.
0: Ooh, there we go. You might have just yeah.
1: I think I think that's the winner. That's
0: a collab right there. What we just did.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. We worked together. I like it. Dead mouse for president. It's all about working together. Mm -hmm. He would just tweet at people again angrily, Mm -hmm. just like we're not gonna talk politics, guys. We're not gonna (laughs) talk about body touch. Um, (laughs) But I I like that. You know, I would be kind of curious of what dead mouse would do if he was president.
2: Remix some of those tweets, like oh. sound bites from the tweets, into some. Oh, snap. That, that's you gotta th- drop the pencil there. For DJ Takeout Box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Another idea for sale.
1: <laughs> All right. So, last one. Uh, you know, we could collab on this one. It kind of makes it a little bit easier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, whenever I get bored, I often blank my blank. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I immediately went Lonely Island with that one. Okay, oh. Which doesn't. Okay.
0: I like that,
1: though. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, if you're listening, in case this gets weird.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I
2: often. By the way, let's plug our other podcast. Oh, this is acceptable. All
0: right. You're, uh, we're going to have to use the first word. It's has to be compress or something like that. Okay. Compress my.
1: Okay. Compress so my. A... I like it.
0: Compress my, let's see. What's the artist's name that is a little edgy? That's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Compress my slushy.
1: Ooh, I like it. Something like
0: that. Okay. I don't know why slushy came into my head, but I was trying to think of a you know, an I like it. actual noun.
1: I can't think of any for some reason when I'm on the spot, I'm like, ah, uh, I can't remember anyone's name. Oh, but
2: you're the one who makes up the game and mm. makes it hard on everybody else.
0: I
1: know. So. I should have I should so start pre pre-planning. <laughs> oh, okay. Compress my bleep blop. Ooh, Ooh,
0: yeah. There we go. I like that's even yeah. more suggestive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that one's <was> more suggestive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. I love it. Very good. Okay. All well,
1: right. You know, honestly, I'm really curious as to what you guys can come up with, too, um, listeners. So I'm going to actually, after I release this one, I'm going to put these questions out there on um, our Facebook, uh, you know, like a Facebook comment. And then you Mm -hmm. guys can add in, fill in your own blanks and tell me, you know, see if you can beat us on what (laughs) we can come up with. This is actually hard.
2: I I think Chris took took the cake on this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had the better ideas for sure. Yeah. Oh, I did. I, I like that. I did like it. the bleep pop was really
1: good, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to. I, all I could think about was res for some reason. Yeah, and You're all, so that's all
2: you always. It's think about. all I think
1: about. Twenty four seven res. I'm just a mess. But I was just thinking about who she's playing with, in uh, uh like on tour with
2: here soon. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I guess that's time for our festival forecast. Yeah, please tell me what's coming up so I can go to all these amazing shows, including some Ever After shows. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you have any sure. uh, any shows that are coming up after
1: around September 16th, whenever this will be released?
0: We've got September 15th. Is it Collision Course? I think we've got that coming up. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, You're playing Collision Course? We are. Awesome. Oh, woo, I'm definitely like going to be there. So. We support that. It's
0: in Dallas, so we're excited to play over there. Um, we've got a show. Well, it won't air. You'll, you'll air this after our sh- um, this show's ended, but we've got something in East Texas next weekend, and we're we're continuing to add dates to the the calendar. Um, we don't have anything I don't think set in stone um, past September fifteenth at this point, but we typically will will add stuff as they come up. So mm-hmm. um, I'll be sure to. Um, have all that information available on our social media channels and things like that when we have yeah. additional concerts that we'll add.
1: Absolutely. So. And we'll share the stuff on our page as well, too, so everyone can be up-to-date and awesome. check you out whenever we can. Um, what else is up coming up? Other than that, we have Life in Color on September 30th uh, at 7 p.m. at Panther Island Pavilion in Fort Worth. If you use promo code FESTACAST, we'll save you a little bit of money on those tickets, too. Um, Bla will be playing Elefante. I think I always mm-hmm. feel like I'm saying it wrong. I don't know why. Elefante. Yeah. Um, Bonnie and Clyde and Quicks will be there. Um, also, on September 30th, you can catch us at Alice in Wonderland at House of Blues at 7 p.m. So come find us for some stickers, some candy, some love and hugs and cool stories. I don't have any cool stories, so hopefully you can provide those for me. Um, October 14th, Insomniacs hosting Boo at Southside Ballroom. Big Wild, Joyride, Keizo, Lewis the Child, Prismo, and said the Sky will be there. And also, silver so your fussy cast crew, so come find us. Um... October 28th and 29th we have Something Wicked at Sam Houston Race Park um Rez is gonna be there above and beyond we have some marshmallows, San Holo Nightmare Zed's Dead and a whole bunch more and it's gonna be really fun for a Halloween show um and that as I said is October 28th and 29th um November fourth, we have Res at Oklahoma City Farmers Market with Bleeplop at nine PM, and your Festicast crew will also be there. So come find us for stickers and candy and all that other goodies. A little glitter and a little, a little glitter. sparkle,
2: sparkle, a little excitement.
1: I'll probably have some glitter on. So if I give you a hug, I'll transfer my glitter to yeah. you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, also. Um, I'd like to give a huge shout out to Denton County sticker company for being our sponsor and hooking us up with some stickers and, uh, working on some t-shirts too. So keep, keep your eyes peeled for those. They'll be pretty sparkly. No, just kidding. I wish. I want everything to be sparkly, though. Yeah. So.
2: (laughs) But can I wear it with with disco tits? Like... like. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just cut some holes out, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. Have a super crop crop top. Um, Also, check out our other podcast with Vivo Media. Uh, We have very
2: adult swan <laughs> right we have one that's a little bit more um for people that are interested in exploring their sexuality or separate kinks uh so check out kink cast and then also um if you like movies or if you really like bad movies actually uh definitely check out b movie death match um one of our other flagship uh podcasts from X vivo yeah and
1: uh, that's it. it thank you everything. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much
2: ever after for or Chris from
1: ever after for being here and you know yeah.
0: thanks for having me
1: hopefully we can get you on our launch party show absolutely
2: hope <laughs> <laughs> you had fun
0: thanks
2: guys alright